Welcome everyone, Be'ez HaShem, King Nesharit, Shuva, Shar Gimel, Ayas Reish Ches, Shem, 352, where Ben Yoyne continues to give explanations of why speaking Lashon Hara is compared to shooting an arrow. What is the comparison between speaking Lashon Hara and shooting an arrow? And he explains as follows. If a person takes out a, a sword to harm someone, to kill someone. But the person who he's attacking arouses the Rachmanus of the man with the sword. He is able to take that sword and put it back inside of the sheath, inside of the case, and move on. However, if a person takes an arrow and pulls back on the bow, and the person is pleading from a distance for his life, for someone else's life, once he lets go of that arrow, it's too late. He can't pull it back. Cain Baalash and Hara, so too, is by the Baalash and Hara, by the person who speaks Lash and Hara. Once the words leave his mouth, he can't fix the situation. The words have been said already. As you had mentioned this morning, that you spoke once in a language in front of someone else, didn't realize that person understood the language that you were talking in. It was, it was, it was, it was a lesson. Once we say something, we can't take back those words. There's always asking for forgiveness, always apologizing. But once the words have been said, you can't take back the words. Furthermore, another reason, going back to now we discussed earlier, why many times it's extremely difficult to do a proper tshuva on speaking Lashon Hara. And sometimes a person speaks negatively about someone's family. And the person attacks this family that when the children who have not even yet been born they already been affected in a negative way. They've already been affected in a negative way. I unfortunately know such a case like this. I know such a case. A man's a man is and his wife and the children, their lives have been ruined. I today, right now, I know I know I know the case. Their lives have been ruined, the children have been attacked and ruined. And the source of this is jealousy, was jealousy. Is jealousy, which brought to Lashon Hara. And Mamish, he says over here, One who speaks about Pegami taints another person's family, the lineage. The strong words, You can never attain atonement. You never gain atonement. Now, Rachmanul Litzon, Chas Hashem, if a person actually did something like this, 
the approach is not, oh, Rabbi Yoyne said, I can't, I can't get a tshuva, I can't get a kapara, so I'll just continue with my bad ways. No, that's, that's, that's wrong. You try as much as possible, the person should try as much as possible to amend, to fix the situation. But what he's telling us over here is the, sev- the severity of it, he says, because the people who have not even been born yet, when they're, you can't ask forgiveness from them, but because of the Lashon Hara that came out, it affects even those unborn children. Because of what was said, I'm telling you, I cannot tell you what it is, obviously. It's a horrific nightmare of a story. Ruined a family, ripped them apart. The source? Jealousy. If I tell you something else, it's so really going to be painful when I tell you relatives. Relatives. One sibling to another did this to another. It's horrific. Mamish horrific. Ben Yon is talking to people. He's not talking hypothetically over here. And once again, we have to realize that this, the reality, the seriousness of this reality of speaking Lashon Hara, of, of ruining families. And I tell it to people all the time, text messaging, WhatsApp messaging, email, to communicate a message. You want to have a conversation with somebody? Don't do it like that. Don't converse with, back and, you said, I said, he said, they said. There's so much miscommunication. In the world of over-communication, it's miscommunicated. Oh, I don't understand you meant it like this, like that. And how many times is the autocorrect? It, it, it kicks in and changes the words that you said. You didn't mean to say like that and say something else. We're so quick to send out messages, we don't sometimes stop to think, what did I just say? What did I just write? Done. He says one more point over here which I mentioned before I turned on the recorder, this tremendous Yad Shemaya once again, because he quotes a Pasuk in Tehillim. Which Pasuk, which parrot does he quote? The parrot that we're up to with, with Yad Shemaya, I hope to give the share today, and Tehillim, Perik Tezayim, chapter 16. He quotes once again, we see this all the time, the Yad Shemaya from Hashem. He says, when people speak about Tamidei Chachamim, And those Tamidei Chum who are no longer living, they have to realize what a horrific affair this is. When one who unleashes his tongue, he sends out, it's like a shliach, Mishalayach Lushoinoi. Gam al Hakadoshim Asher Boritz Heima Yidaber. This is from the Pasuk in Tehillim, Pasuk Gimon in Perek Tezayim. Kedoshim asher ba'aretz heima. The Kedoshim. They're already buried in the ground. And he speaks negatively against them. Against these Tamidei Chachamim. This person says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, he's likened to an Apikairis. This person is a heretic. And what did we say in Sanhedrin about such a person? Ein loichelik le'olam haba. He loses a share in the world to come. We have to be very careful how we talk about our Talmidi Chachamim, especially those who are no longer alive.